Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Star Wars Report. Um, I'm Riley, and I made a thing. Starting off this week's episode a little bit different, I heard this really cool tribute to um, Ben Solo's theme, the sort of redemption theme, where it's a, a different version of Kylo Ren's theme, and I, I loved it so much. It's by Samuel Kim, so I made a little tribute about it because it's hard to, you know, we've talked so much about Kylo Ren's redemption arc, but sometimes it's easier just to kind of showcase his story through music, so... That's how we're starting the episode this week. Enjoy. Forgive me. I feel it again. The pull to the light. You're afraid. That you will never be as strong as Darth Vader. We lost our son. Forever. No way. We can still save him. Me. You. If Luke couldn't reach him, how could I? Luke is a Jedi. You're his father. There's still light in him. I know it. Your son, he's gone. He was weak and foolish like his father. So I destroyed him. It's too late. No, it's not. Leave here with me, come home. I'm being torn apart. I want to be free of this pain. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. The Sith, the Jedi, the Rebels, let it all die. Ray, I want you to join me. We can rule together and bring a new order to the galaxy. Don't do this, Ben. Did you come back to say you forgive me? To save my soul? No. Strike me down in anger and I'll always be with you. Just like your father. I don't know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on Patreon.com/slash Star Wars Report. 
Let's do the show, folks. Come, come, come. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Stars Report podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. So glad that you are back with us once again, talking all things Star Wars. Um, we're back at it, folks. Um, here's the deal. We have a lot to talk about. Actually, we, um, we missed last week, so we've got some catch-up to do. I don't know. This is a little whole, like, brand new publishing initiative it's not the first time star wars has done this we're going to talk a little bit about it but before we get into that or anything else we're talking about let's uh let's bring him in he's our special co-host for today's episode he is also my favorite listen i can play favorites uh the the hands down the coolest star wars licensee rep that i've ever met it's mr mark von olin from tops how's it going mark that's a great intro, and I want to pull that audio and play it in front of all of my podcast interviews. So I love it. Thank you, Riley. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm saying I love what you guys at Tops do. Not just because you know I love Star Wars and love Star Wars trading cards, and you guys do those, um, but uh, I also love that you are so uh, open with and hang out with and support all of uh, all of us in the world of Star Wars podcasting and fan sites, and are, are really actually dug into and part of the community. So I always love talking Star Wars with you, sir, Thank and you. welcome back to the Star Wars Report. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. How are things with you? Good. I don't know. Like, uh, I mentioned it right as we fired up the call tonight. Uh, I'm getting married in like 19 days, you know. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> trying to uh, trying no to see if an international pandemic is going to ruin wedding and honeymoon plans, which is always interesting. <laughs> but you know, yep, that's that's I'm trying to convince people to show up to a convention with thirty thousand people under the same circumstances. Yay! Yeah, it's listen. There's a lot in the world of 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 real life hitting you. It's 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 kind of nice to have Star Wars as an escape. Um, uh, exactly, and yeah. there's a lot of great stuff happening. Yeah, it, for sure, there is. And in fact, I won't, um, I won't dilly dally. Let's talk about it in the news. We have something to report. The closer I have the news. Data brought to us by the Botham spies. You can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. The High Republic. You guys have heard me talking about this because it's been in the rumor mill a lot. But what I what I had seen was a, a lot of talk about the High Republic being a setting for maybe a future Star Wars film. There's a, there's always a lot of stuff going on in the rumorville in the rumorville ville rumor mill that's the one I can talk it's this is <laughs> I speak um, but uh, yeah Star the Wars town. the High Republic is officially announced it is this I can best describe it as a publishing initiative uh, and it's it's kind of filling in the space that would normally be a Star Wars film being released but since we are on this this sort of uh break as bob Iker has talked about uh this pause button of sorts while they're extending the development time for the next star wars trilogy or movie whatever it might be um publishing is swooping in and uh they announced an entire 
uh, interconnected um, publishing initiative that's set 200 years before the events of The Phantom Menace, and they are calling it The High Republic. So straight from StarWars.com, um, this initiative, it's Disney, uh, Lucasfilm Press, Delray, IDW Publishing, and Marvel are all releasing titles relate- related to The High Republic. Um, it was previously referenced, uh, I-, I remember hearing this buzz around New York Comic Con the other year, of, uh, of Project Luminous. Is, is what they call it, which, of course, is a reference to the Yoda quote. But uh, straight from StarWars.com, uh, this period on the Star Wars timeline will not overlap with any of the filmed features or series currently planned in production, giving creators and partners a vast amount of room to tell Star Wars story stories with new adventures and original characters. Um, and we, we've seen some of the artwork um, floating around online. Uh Mark, I, I want to get your take on this. Uh, what do you think of some of the uh, the artwork, some of the look and design of what we've seen so far of the the High Republic uh, upcoming publishing? I think this is a really cool initiative. And the artwork is gorgeous, for sure. Um, I love that we're creating a new age. Because, you know, we've already got the Age of Rebellion and yeah, uh, yeah. Republic and Resistance. And now we've got this Age of High Republic. Um, not to be confused with Old Republic. I'm mm-hmm. glad that it's not Old Republic, actually. Uh, there's mm-hmm. almost something about like wanting to keep like proper coder like in just the way that people remembered it used to be. Yeah. Um, so, but can we replicate that feeling of Jedi at the peak of their powers um, in a slightly new space? And I think they picked some amazing uh, authors to go do this. Charles Scholl, um, I'm saying his name wrong, Scholl, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, did the Vader comic. Yes. Um, and everyone loves his stuff. I mean, so, hands down, uh, there's some, I will listen, come fight me. But, uh, Charles Scholl's, um, <laughs> Vader comic, I think is the best star Wars storytelling that has come out in recent memory. Uh, that it's just, he's uh, an incredible writer. Alex from star Wars explained really likes him a lot too. And he's the one that really got me into, um, checking that out because I, I trust what, what Alex says. Yes. So I'm glad you're, you're on board with that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, and because there's so much content now and that's actually one of the really cool things about this is there's going to be a little bit of something for everyone. There's like a YA novel in the mix. Uh, there are comic books, obviously if IDW and Marvel are involved, it means there's going to be different styles of comic books. Yes. Mm-hmm. I assume it's going to run across like, um, all door, all sorts of different titles. Um, as well as uh, proper full-fledged out novels. Mm. Um, now, the the thing is, I don't know if it just stops there, though. Like, will there be a TV show? Will there be a streaming series? Will there be a movie? We don't know yet. So I think this is just the beginning. I, I think so. It is. It's, and they kind of mention it in the press release there, but they're, they're sort of giving publishing room to play here, which I think <laughs> is something that um, they've craved because publishing has been very heavy on and i actually like tie-ins but it has been very heavy on tie-ins like all the publishing surrounding the uh, the solo release and then rise of skywalker it's a lot of journey to uh you know type of situations so it'll be interesting to see star wars publishing really for the first time since the disney purchase venturing into territory that is is not as much tie-in um and some of the best and and fa- fan favorites in the old legends canon were these kinds of initiatives uh, famously um shadows shadows of the empire was the movie without a yep. movie it was the video game soundtrack book you know comic books mm-hmm. all surrounding there was no movie and it was kind of a trial run before the special editions came out back in the 90s so this actually reminds me a lot of that oh absolutely the the comparisons are going to be um 
you know, people are going to be making those comparisons quite a bit. Yeah. Because uh, back when there were no movies, the EU was anchored by novels and then mm-hmm. the surrounding video games and whatnot. And of course, we heard the rumor that there's going to be a video game tied into that. I don't know how true that is, by the way. Yeah. Um, and even if I did know anything, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, I do think that EA did say they were working on like a Jedi Fallen Order sequel, though. So um, it seems like video games are going to be taking on more prominence because we already have Battlefront and then Jedi Fallen Order and then supposedly a sequel and then maybe something for High Republic. Who knows? Mm, yeah. Well, it's interesting. I don't know if this is tied in or not. I will listen. I'm going to gleefully step into the uh, realm of uh, rumor and you can recuse yourself as needed mark but um, <laughs> okay. you mentioned video games so i'm going to take this little left turn here because i had it as a backup story so i'm going to bring it in here um ea uh they had this this unannounced star wars game uh you know code named uh maverick star wars maverick um and there was a leak on twitter recently it's the username psn releases which is literally just a twitter bot that reports on games that are added to the playstation store which is probably something i'm sure some somebody set up to notify <laughs> video game releases before they're announced. But there's uh, an image of a squad of X-Wings approaching a Star Destroyer against the backdrop of looming towers, which has led people to Ooh. speculate that it is a remake of the Rogue Squadron game. So that would be... Because I've, I've been hearing rumors of an, a new EA game, but not really sure what it's going to be. Is it going to be Jedi Fallen Order? Maybe they'll try to do something to tie in with the High Republic. But here, it looks very... this This... This leak looks very Rogue Squadron-y, which, I mean, those are pretty mm. popular games back in the day. I could see them revisiting that. Yeah, especially the way the graphics have improved so tremendously over the past, like, 10, 15 years. Um, a fighter pilot game, I think, is long overdue uh, for Star Wars because people want – they don't just want to be Jedi. They want to be pilots. Mm, um, yeah. So I think that would be a really fun experience given the way that 3D gaming and even, I guess, uh, if you have the Oculus – uh, the way you can mm. play in like the VR world now, like Dude. imagine doing that. Can you can you imagine? That'd be yeah. amazing. Well, I think um, Battlefront or Battlefront Two had a very limited VR edition for the PlayStation VR. It's not the it's not the same level of tech as a lot of the newer stuff like the Oculus or the mm-hmm. the HTC Vive and stuff. But I could totally see that direction. I remember even the uh, limited version of I, I, I pilot. I was over at uh, my buddy. Uh, Nathan's house a couple years ago, so it must have been the first Battlefront that uh, I played that uh, add-on on the uh, PlayStation VR, and you're kind of flying an X-wing, and it's pretty, pretty great. That's pretty neat. I haven't done that. No. I played the Oculus, and I got to oh, say, yeah? like, it's have you done it's, the Vader it's, Immortal it's, it's stuff? That's the only thing I played on. Dude, Oculus, I'm so, so jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Um, well, here's the thing. One of my friends bought an Oculus specifically so he could play Vader Immortal. I was like, well, nice. I'm just going to come by and hang out nice. um, and take over. <laughs> and uh, it is it is mind-boggling just how much you feel like you're in it. Mm. Um, and so I haven't played episode three yet, or uh, I guess it is episode. It's chapter or episode. Yeah. Um, but it's done now. So Vader Immortal, I think, is over. But I think it was a big enough hit that they'll make more. Um, and there's actually not a lot of content on Oculus right now, so I think that's one of the reasons that maybe it hasn't quite taken off um, to like the number of households that have the system. It's a little bit expensive yeah. still, and they're still creating content. Um, you know, we as we as a country are still getting used to this type of gaming experience. It's not like when Nintendo's hit and they were just like suddenly everywhere. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to take a little bit of a slow burn. Uh, but the gameplay and the storytelling is some of the best in the saga, I think. If you guys have not experienced Vader Immortal, um, try to play it. I know there are like walkthroughs and things online. It doesn't quite give you the same experience because you don't have that like feeling that you're in it. 
Um, mm. And it, it is truly spectacular. Nice. Yeah, I'm uh, my my buddy William from does the Ion Cannon podcast. He has mm. it, but he, similar situation. He literally bought it for the express purpose of experiencing the I, like playing the experiencing the watching the Vader Immortal series. I don't really know what you call it when you're yep. um, experiencing a, a VR episode because it's kind of a video game. I guess is it is it more video game or more oh, like yeah. watching a movie unfold in three four D. No, it, it's a video game because you have to make you have to do a lot of decision making. Okay. So while so you still have to like swing your lightsaber and actually fight bad guys and all that kind of stuff, but it's not like uh, watching a movie or something. Yeah. Because we could all go online right now and watch the cutscenes from Jedi Fallen Order, which by the way I also highly recommend. That might be some of the best storytelling in all Star Wars right now is Jedi Fallen oh, Order. Oh really? Um, and I'm a terrible I'm a terrible so, gamer. I'll tell you right now, like I, I fall off like ledges. <laughs> can um, I? So watching the playthroughs are great. <laughs> can I? All right. I love that this episode's kind of all over the place because now I want to talk Fallen Order because here's my pro- here's here's the issue yes. I ran into. So I bought this back when it came out, um, and over the Christmas holidays I was I was working nights and so I and and uh, with the family back home, the fiance back at her home, I was literally uh, listen. It was just me and Star Wars. I'm not. I mean, yes, I missed my family, but there are worse fates. Uh, and, and so I was like watching, I was watching, of course, uh, I was catching up and rewatching all of the Mandalorian episodes. I was, I was going back and watching some of my favorite episodes of the Clone Wars. Um, I was having a great mm-hmm. time. But one of the things I bought, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and I heard great things and I started, but I am such a crappy gamer. This is depressing. I literally mm-hmm. have it on like the easiest story mode and I got maybe, I don't know how, how long the game is, but I literally got through I probably less than a third of the game to like one of the... Uh, worlds with the interior ice caves and a giant ice slide. Okay. I literally got stuck mm, on an ice that's... slide. I, I yeah. <laughs> I could I, not. I could not. I, get this any is the type of thing where. Look, I grew up on Super Mario. Like I'm a 2D side scroller because I was born in '81, so I'm older than you. So 3D gaming, even for me, like I can't do like Mario Galaxy. So there are times <laughs> when I was like, oh, you know, I feel the OK Boomer. Um, but like I, so I bought the game because I was like, let me, let me, let them have my money because I want to support this. Um, yeah. And then I'm gonna watch the walkthrough immediately. One because there's a licensee, I need to know who all these voice actors are and what roles they play and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we eventually want to get some of them into product, and we do. We actually have Deborah Wilson and Cameron Monaghan in product. Oh, And cool. Ben Burt. Um, no one realized Ben Burt's in Wait, this. Like, what? He is <laughs> the, guy, the guy, the Ben Burt um, from from the original classic saga. Is he, he does the, the droid? voice of BD. Oh, um, I figured. Okay. Yeah, nice. The, the, nice. The cute little droid. Yeah. Uh, makes sense, right? So um, the three of them are in. Um, and we'll be expanding that out um, as time goes on. Uh, but but then I sort of like fell in love with that whole story. So I wanted to try to play it a little bit, but I'm terrible at it. Um, my <laughs> husband's slightly better. Um, but like we're also both like wildly impatient. I'm like, oh, let's just watch other people play. So like Twitch is great for that. And yep, obviously um, YouTube has all the run throughs. So my feeling is as long as you bought a copy of the game and you're not just watching that content for free, like I don't feel bad about watching that content I, and that you know and, and being a bad gamer i literally might do that over the next few days because i i i yeah. put it down uh and haven't returned to it for that very reason but i like i enjoy playing video games but i'm just feeling old now <laughs> like i don't know how to do well, it. <laughs> it's also not quite linear um and there are times where it is really difficult and there are also times where you can go really deep with it if you don't need to but if you want to so um i come i'm coming back to alex again from stars explained because he did like 99 cent uh, 99 completion or oh, something geez. yeah um and went into 
all of the different secrets in every little world big gamer so you can find channels like that and if you really care about like all the things that happen on dathomir like you can go learn all those things or if you really just want to see the building of the lightsaber when you go to ilum like you could just watch that um and there are all those great emotional beats or if you just want all the cutscenes that really tell you the story because it is a great story Mm, um you can also just do that so you know you can pick and choose like what content you want to absorb but i think he logs something like 40 hours like to get Jeez. like forty hours of gameplay yeah. to get to the end of the game. Dang, dang, yeah. I think um, That's a lot. I might do that because I, I I do want to return to because I was really appreciating the story, specifically the seeing the Inquisitors as villains in a completely different format than Rebels. Like, frankly, yeah. they were much more sinister, much more of a threat because, especially to um, it's Callus, right? Callus, am I uh, to Cal? To Cal Cal. Kestis, played by the awesome Cameron Monaghan. That's what I'm thinking of. Cal Kestis. Um, I was close. (laughs) But um, I do remember, but for him, who's like no training or anything, the idea of stormtroopers is scary, much less the freaking Sith Inquisitors. So it's almost sort of like, I always love it when Star Wars turns traditional balances of power and combat on its head. Like, We've seen in in the Last Jedi, we see these freaking giant gorilla walkers, ATMTs, I think, uh, and they're just super badass, <coughs> e- enormous. Um, and but we see they're as threatening to the resistance as that you know one modified chicken walker in the Mandalorian is because you know to a bunch of villagers yep. who've never seen one, an ATST is something out of a horror movie, which is exactly what it looks like, down to the like the red shiny eyes, which, you know, oh, yeah. a chicken walker before you're like, yeah, it's a chicken walker. Yep, it's all about your perspective. Yeah. And that's the thing with Cal. Like he has no training. He doesn't understand his powers. He's a kid. He's been on the run because as you learn throughout the game, his master was killed right in front of him. So yeah. he's got some trauma. Um, yeah. you know, and he knows that he's like an enemy, like the enemy that's out there is way more powerful. Um, and yeah, when we first meet those inquisitors, um, the second sister and the ninth sister, um, they're scary as hell, man. Um, and I love both of them. Both the voice actresses are amazing. Mm. Um, and in fact, Misty Lee, who does the ninth sister, the big scare, the big, big, big one, the big yep, scary, yep. like creature looking one, yeah. um, who's in, who's in one of the Vader comics, along with the whole inquisitorium. Mm. Um, she also does the voice of Leia in Battlefront two. Um, oh. so, you know, we, we were funny enough before Jedi Fallen Order came out, we were working on a deal with her for autographs. And so she's going to be in our upcoming women of star Wars product as, as Leia from battlefront. Oh, that's um, cool. So she's one of our first Jedi Fallen Order signers, uh, coming out, but like not as her Jedi Fallen Order character. Um, we'll get her in as, as ninth sister soon enough. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's, um, yeah. I love, I just love the design of the inquisitors, like, and the, the whole idea of it. And the fact that that carried through, from a you know Dave Filoni product straight to a Star Wars video game, I love that kind of oh yeah you know interconnectivity. This is one of the the big benefits of having the story group is where you have you know the video games and the comics and the cartoons and the movies all tying in together, so there is a comprehensive um, continuity and narrative. So not everything has to connect, but when things make sense, like this Inquisitorium yeah. being on the run from right after Order sixty six into star wars rebels throughout the comics that were uh, that we're reading like that this is this is good like the world building is there yeah no for sure for sure and i think um we are going to kind of dig i I love the um, the opportunity to just kind of dig broadly into where star wars is now because we we're you know on the sort of tail end of the rise of skywalker conversation and 
this year is is really going to be kind of a Star Wars catch up year for me. As uh, I've been, I was catching up on some old Clone Wars to get ready for the new season. We got the new season Mandalorian, um, you know, Fallen Order, which passed me right by. Like it's the chance all of these extraneous storytelling, incredible Star Wars storytelling. That's kind of unless you have, it's kind of overwhelming to keep up with. It's actually good to have more room to consume a lot of these. Um, basically extracurricular extraneous star wars stories that if you're like me i'm i was so plugged into rise of skywalker content that like fallen order i had it but it passed me right by um you know uh some mm-hmm. of the the comics and publishing uh, the, the age of comics i i just got the the trade paperback of the um age of resistance villains um and i'm gonna go back through and like catch up on all those kind there's so much um really cool Star Wars storytelling. And and I actually want to ask you a little bit about what you're most excited about and the things that you're really geeking out about, mm-hmm. uh, Mark. And we'll do that in just one second. Worth a lot to me. This is the Star Wars Report Podcast. Boring conversation anyway. Hey, hey. Uh, that is right. Uh, I want to take a brief time out to say, hey, thank you to everybody making the show happen. Uh, and you guys are doing it at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's what I call timing. Sometimes I just mess around with the audio. Uh, but yeah, no, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's where you guys are supporting us and making the show happen each week. Um, and in return, we're doing some really cool bonus content out there. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go to patreon.com slash Star Wars Report and see some of the cool bonus episodes, including Rogue Transmissions, uh, which is at the $5 level where you can catch uh, pre-show and post-show bonus conversations, as well as what's currently running, and I'm having a lot of fun doing, is our weekly Clone Wars commentary episode. Uh, as each episode is released on Disney+, Plus. Uh, we're recording commentary and putting it out on the Patreon exclusive feed so you can support the show, chip in a couple bucks, help us pay for hosting, uh, up equipment, all the things, all the costs associated with the show, make this show better for you guys. Uh, all of the, uh, contributions there go directly into the Star Wars Report podcast, uh, empire. <laughs> so do it, uh, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. And hey, there's not a, that's not the only like cool plug. Uh, I want to plug Tops because you guys have some really cool stuff that you've been doing. I mean, not just Rise of Skywalker, Mandalorian's been out, uh, Clone War stuff's been going on. Uh, tell us all about what you guys are up to at Tops, uh, Mark. And I hear you brought a treat. I hear you brought a surprise. This episode, yeah. There. Oh, we, I always do, right? I come bearing gifts. Yes, um, good, sweet. So I. It has been um, crazy. As you were saying earlier, Q4 was just jam-packed with content. Yeah. Uh, so Je- Jedi Fallen Order came out in November. The Mandalorian hit in November. Rise of Skywalker came out in December. And it's a lot to take in all at once. Um, but Tops is constantly there, constantly creating product for all of these different streams of content. So for Jedi Fallen Order, we were able to get autographs from Cameron Monaghan, who we were talking about earlier, plays the great Cal Kestis. We have those available at StarWarsAuthentics.com up on our website. As you know, we do autographs, and we also do photos. Um, So you can go online and check out our collection of photos from Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, For Mandalorian, we built an even bigger program where every time an episode came out, we were doing weekly updates of photos. So after each episode aired, which was the Friday morning, uh, we would get a batch of images and we'd have them up as official photos that following Monday. Uh, so we did that for all eight of the episodes. 
And then once the season finale happened, um, we got access to like the full vault of images from the oh, nice. episodes. So now we've gone back and put up like I think we have almost 500 photos from eight, from eight episodes of The Mandalorian nice. uh, up on the Star Wars Authentic site now. Um, and we got autographs from several of the core cast members. So Gina Carano, who plays Cara Dune, uh, Nick Nolte, who's the voice of Kuil, uh, is very cool. Um, Giancarlo Esposito, who plays Moff Gideon, Werner Herzog, who plays the client, and Omid Abtahi, who plays Dr. Pershing. All of them have autographs up on the site as well. Nice. So um, that program was a big hit for us. You know, the photos coming out every Monday, um, and the Star Wars Card Trader app had those same images and digital cards that Monday as well. Uh, we decided to do a similar thing for the Clone Wars, which is airing now. Oh, now I'm so talking. So we're three episodes in. Yeah. So this is very exciting because, like, I one, I can't believe the Clone Wars are back. Um, like, I didn't think it would ever happen. Uh, I don't think anyone, you know, even when we saw the trailer for, like, the, the 10th anniversary panel, I was like, oh, Dave's going to tease us with, like, maybe an hour-long special. Like, maybe we'll get Siege of Mandalore. Because I kind of thought, like, the animatics yeah. were it, right? Like, this is it. Like, we have the animatics. That's all we're ever going to get. So when he announced that final season, we all kind of lost our minds. And yeah. now we're in it. We're three episodes in. Um, and we're doing the same thing that we did for Mandalorian, where we have new episodes going up uh, every week. So the episodes air on Friday, and we put up new um, photos on that Monday. So we actually just had uh, episode three go up today, nice. which is crazy. We're already three episodes in. Yep, on Wings of Caradax. I'm actually looking at it right now yes. on the site. It's pretty awesome. And it's like, you're right. I have to admit, I'm probably geeking out right now most as far as my Star Wars fandom, Clone Wars. Like, the last few weeks, yeah. I find myself, I don't know what's happening, but I find myself like going back and watching some of my favorite episodes um like um the the mandalore episodes with satine i went back yeah. and watched those and then i was like downloading old podcasts uh, that i listened to back when they first came out and just kind of re-listening and reliving some of those um early moments of star wars fandom for me at least on the you know on the ye old internet i've been really geeking out but this is awesome yeah you got and the other cool thing about the um clone wars just from a design perspective which of course, show is very well showcased through everything you guys are doing at Authentics because I I just love the slight lean towards realism that we've been seeing on the Clone Wars, mm -hmm. especially like the Anakin Skywalker model. I'm looking at some of these photos of him, but like it, it's Episode yeah. Three Anakin. Just yeah, as, he looks like Hayden. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, but um, the animation is beautiful this season. Yeah. And it's bridging that gap. It always was, but it is, yeah, it's definitely, like, stepped up from where it was before. It was great before. It's gorgeous now. Yes. No, that's awesome. Well, uh, I'm super excited because, as you often do, um, you, you come bearing gifts. And, uh, Mark, we got, listen, we're talking Mandalorian. We got to do it. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, Ooh. it's the hot thing. Yes. Uh, let, let's, hot, let's talk about what we get. The thing ever. <laughs> so, aside from the fact that I call him Baby Yoda, which I'm sure Disney is, is sending a cease and desist right now, um, <laughs> we have to refer to him as the child. Yes, the yes, child. yes, yes. Um, Toe the corporate line, sir. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I will tell you, we did optimize our website, though. So, if you search for Baby Yoda on oh. the site, like images of the child will pop up. Like, okay. we fixed the there SEO we, on the back end. Go. Good. Um, but he is labeled as the child on StarWarsAuthentics.com. Uh, we have a ton of different official photos of him. He was really the breakout star of 2019 so we're giving away three eight by ten photos of baby yoda nice. you can pick whichever one you want we've got a quite the selection 
Um, there were some really like beautiful ones too of him, like first being revealed where he really looks like Gizmo from the Gremlins with those big ears and <laughs> you know that adorable yeah. little face. Um, and we've got pictures of him with Kuil as he's being like kept safe, and you know with the Mandalorian as he's holding him in the egg and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, you can pick your photo and we will ship it directly to you. So however you would like to give those away to your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll do you that. choose the method. We'll do um, it right yeah, here. Yeah, three eight by tens for you guys. Yeah, well, we appreciate it, Mark. And here's what you got to do. Uh, all you got to do is email starwarsreport at gmail.com. Put the subject line uh, Baby Yoda Tops so that we know uh, you're entering in this giveaway. And uh, just tell us your favorite baby yoda uh moment gifts are accept uh, are acceptable Ooh. uh via email star wars report like at gmail.com star wars report at gmail.com your favorite uh baby yoda moments uh fr- throughout the first season of mandalorian which by the way season two just wrapped uh i saw gina yeah Kana i saw that yeah um yeah ms cara dune herself told us um which is very exciting yeah I so can't wait um i look i love the mandalorian i thought it was the standout of 2019 for sure yeah um and what's surprising is i didn't know that it was going to be the thing that brought in new fans to star wars like but, i thought this was going to serve like the hardcore fans who were like yeah. oh this is the kind of bounty hunting and like um, gray area of sort of villains fighting villains that all of us wanted, like the Gen Xers, I was thinking, and maybe the Boomers and maybe the older Millennials who have been with the franchise for a little while have been like, oh, this is the kind of like next step Star Wars that we haven't really seen. It's a little more adult. And then I have like uncles and aunts and people in my extended family being like, tell me more about this baby Yoda thing. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? How do you know this? <laughs> yeah. So it like permeated the pop culture in this yes. unexpected way. We're like new people who have never heard of anything else related to Star Wars. They didn't know another movie was coming out, but they all knew about Baby Yoda. So um, it's kind of crazy. It really is. I mean, that's the same thing with, um, like, I'll use my fiance's example. She likes Star Wars. We kind of went back and watched the movies together. It was a fun experiment. Um, but she's not, like, really into it. And she, she she's not watching, for example, like, The Clone Wars. But <clears throat> she wanted to watch The Mandalorian in the second Baby Yoda came on screen like that's what she wanted to know is like what happens to baby yoda yep and it's i love that um it's not just that he's cute there it, it really does kind of he's the central driving part of the plot of like you real that's the question of the story is really what happens to and what happened to baby yoda like i want to know what where he came from what his story is and hopefully we'll get some of that in season two. But yeah, that's awesome. So uh, I'll say it one more time. Mm-hmm. Email us, starwarsreport at gmail.com, uh, subject line, Baby Yoda Tops, and uh, let us know your favorite Baby Yoda moment, and uh, you will be entered to win one of these three awesome uh, photos from Star Wars Authentics. Now, uh, Mark, we got one more segment for you. Let's hear it. Boba's Bounty. <laughs> As you wish. That's right. Every week on Boba's Bounty, we just, uh, it's our time to plug something that we've really been into. And we've kind of, that's been this whole episode, really, of Star Wars Report. But uh, something that we've been up to, read, listened to, that's jumped out to us this week in the world of Star Wars fandom. Um, and I'll, I'll kick us off, Mark, while you think about uh, yours, because for me, it's a really easy answer. It's this week and the last few weeks, I have been slowly making my way through a book that I've had in, in the back pocket for forever. It's been sitting in my Audible account probably for a couple years, but I've, I've, I've gone back to it. Uh, and that is The Secret History of Star Wars by Michael Kaminsky. And um, it's really born of this, la- this last year. 2019 was, a, was really a banner year for me as a, for my Star Wars fandom. And a big part of that was not The Rise of Skywalker or Mandalorian or any of the big flagship 
new pieces of content, but but me really digging into some of the original behind the scenes, original trilogy era uh, content through podcasts like the story of Star Wars and um, oh, and Blockbuster. Those are two podcasts that I listened to this past year that 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 are really well edited done narrative style kind of serial style podcasts that dig into the world of George Lucas in the early days and the early creation of Star Wars and I just really fell in love with learning about that process cuz it is it's it's a new journey for me I'm not someone who grew up in in the original trilogy era or watching the original making of documentaries you know on TV I I was not unlike Bane from the Dark Knight Rises. I was born into the world of Star Wars. So, <laughs> so, uh, but, and, and for me, that's really been, um, th- this is an extension of that journey where I finally dug back into because, Mark, you're not going to believe it. The audiobook is 24 hours long. It is really thoroughly researched. Mm. It digs into a lot of previous books that were written. Um, Dale Pollock's uh, Skywalking, well, like an original book from like the 80s that he released. Uh, um, George Lucas, George Lucas' story, the biography, his biography from the '90s, pieces together a lot of old um, uh, Fanta tracks, uh, Bantha tracks, <laughs> Freudian slip, Mark Newbold, um, <laughs> old magazine <laughs> interviews, um, and it really pieces together the narrative of all the various iterations and drafts and scripts, and it's really a thorough documenting of of every iteration of Star Wars leading up to the original release. So I'm thoroughly enjoying it, but it is it is peak level nerddom when it comes to star wars but i have to say the guy who does the audiobook voice does an incredible george lucas impersonation um it's pretty hmm. it's pretty i gotta check this out it's i, I, I i'm impressed so it's kind of like it's very focused on george and his creative process in the early days and is a an, a historical archive of that a lot of the star wars behind the scenes books like um uh oh what was it uh, the how star wars conquered the universe um, is much more of a sort of historical look at the cultural impact, but this is like George Lucas, the guy, and it, and it, it's honestly it's given me a lot more respect for the man and just his creative process and his his unrelenting drive to this this earworm sort of of a movie that got stuck in his head that he just had to make, and and what he did to get it done, it's it's really cool. Um, and we're still talking about that movie 42 years later. Yeah, I mean, and, however long at this point, it's crazy. I know, and it it really it tells you it tells you a little bit about why that's the case. It, it kind of makes more sense yeah. after digging into it. But Mark, anything in the world of um, Star Wars jump out to you this week that you've been reading or uh, consuming? Yeah, so it's kind of been like this since the end of the year. Since now we made it through Jedi Fallen Order and The Mandalorian and Episode Nine, mm, yeah. um, with the Clone Wars coming back. And knowing that it all ends with Siege of Mandalore, that's been announced, I was looking online for all of the Mandalore-related Clone Wars content Mm -hmm. um, and and Rebels, because Rebels is actually my favorite part of the saga. I always want to make sure I remind people that at all times, because if you don't watch (laughs) Rebels, um, like you need to go watch Rebels right now. So um, please do it. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite. So there have been a few great like Twitter people, including Jonah Marie. I think she was the first one, you know, at at the Wookiee Gunner at Blue Blue Eyed J. I forget like her Mm -hmm. exact Twitter handle. But Jonah Marie, you guys all know her in the, yeah. in the fandom. She put together a list of all of the animated uh, episodes from Clone Wars that tied to Mandalore um, and the Rebels list too. And I was going watching all of them, 
um, like reminding myself of everything that happened with Satine, which of course, like the lawless is like the, the best episode of the whole series mm. and the most heartbreaking and just, ah, it just kills you. Um, but you have to watch it. Um, and then, you know, just getting ready for Siege of Mandalore, uh, th- that was really like, what's going on in Mandalore now? Where are all these Mandalorians, right? That is uh, what, what has been keeping me busy as we're now in countdown mode to the series finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I and I lo- I can't wait because of how the I'm hoping this final you know season ties into it. I can't wait to see the Siege of Mandalore yeah. Uh, manifest. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, if you want, if you want like the tiniest preview, um, the Ahsoka novel, which um, who wrote that? It's E. E. K. Johnson. Um, yeah, I'm blanking on her name. Yes, E. K. Johnson. I wanted to say E. E. Cummings, and I was like, that's a very <laughs> famous poet, not her. Um, <laughs> she's a famous writer um, that's current. Uh, so I was like, why am I blanking on her name? So yes, um, she wrote the Ahsoka novel, uh, and there's a whole thing in there. It explains how she got off of Mandalore. So we know a lot of the what because of the novel. Yeah. And now we're going to get the like how it happened and. Um, the visual component to it. I'm just, uh, I'm in like full on countdown mode to see Jermaine Dwarf. So very excited for that. But yeah. I'll also go read the Ahsoka novel if you haven't already. You'll get a little preview. That's actually a good point because I know it deals with and, and talks about the Siege of Mandalore. And I think the Ahsoka novel, because I, I have to confess, I, I have not read that one. But it is. <gasps> oh, no, how dare you? I We're know. no longer friends. I know, I know. So. <laughs> but I, I do know, courtesy of Wikipedia, when I was doing research, because this is what you do, um, that mm-hmm. it deals with, and that's the, the Ahsoka novels, what ties the timeline together of the Siege of Mandalore happening basically concurrent with the Battle of Coruscant. Yes. Um, Mm-hmm. That's that's, that's the first cool. time we learned that. Yeah, yeah, and it also helps, like, because you know when she pops up at Rebels, there's still an idea of like, how the hell is she alive? Um, and you know, we get from Rex that he and a few other clones were able to escape and like sort of de-chip or whatever. Um, they dig into some of those details and they share a bunch in the novel. Um, oh. Now, granted, that's not the major thrust of the novel. The sure. novel is really about like what she does after all of that, and you know, what's life like after being part of the Jedi Order and then it all falling apart. And then her living in the Outer Rim, and we find out how she gets her white lightsabers, and she has, she has to fight an Inquisitor, um, which, you know, in a novel, sometimes, like, a fight scene can be really poorly done, and you're just like, oh, this is terrible. The fight scene that she has with the Inquisitor is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the writing behind that, uh, the, the staging of it is incredible, and... Um, it involves the lightsabers. I won't give too much away to not mm. spoil too much, but I want to tease out like the key things you're going to learn. And it, the book's been out for a little while too. It's in soft cover. Um, okay. Go get it or get it on Audible. It's great. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I I think I have it in my Audible archive, so maybe that'll be in my my Clone okay. Wars revisiting that I've been doing. Um, I might have to just dig back into it. I think that'll be cool. So excellent. Yeah. Just look it up by E.E. E. Cummings. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, hey. Quick. Um. Quick. Uh, quick email we'll do we got one time for one email we got an email from ian he said uh hey dear riley i've been listening to the podcast for about a year loving it thanks man um i sort of remember before episode nine nine's title was even revealed some leaked picture of a book or figure that mentioned snoke having another apprentice do you think it's due to the lack of info from disney or that so that they just gave it a description or do you think it could have actually been a concept for another uh, snoke apprentice um, and maybe he would have been a villain in the movie in some way. I, I'd come up with some theories, and I saw this when I saw the leak back in the day, um, like a, a character being possessed by both the light and dark side uh, at the same time, perfectly balanced, the idea of having like black and white clothing, having your face scarred. The, the idea was, I, I hope this makes it into next week's episode, uh, but I was curious if you guys had seen anything about it. That's from um, Ian. And Ian, 
Uh, I actually, I vaguely remember seeing some headlines about this, and so I, I dug in a little bit. Um, back in right, at, right around the time the Last Jedi came out, there I think there was this leak. Um, here we go. Uh, I pull and I'll, I'll throw the link in Ian to this because um, I always thought that was kind of an interesting concept. But Slash Film had a par- uh, an article. Snoke has at least one other apprentice. Quote: What does it mean for Star Wars Episode Nine? Of course, now we're on the far side of it. Um, but the rumor was, uh, and I'll just read straight from there. Um, the latest Star Wars film has made a huge pact- impact in the galaxy far, far away, and that will echo movies to come. But ironically, one of the biggest bombshells was just relieved, revealed outside of the film itself. Star Wars Insider Magazine's special souvenir, Star Wars The Last Jedi issue, revealed that Kylo Ren is not the only one of his kind. <coughs> the official Lucasfilm publication revealed that supreme leader snoke had trained at least one other apprentice apart from kylo what's the possibility for episode nine now it's kind of funny now looking back on it they didn't go that direction as much but i could see that making it into the concept but ian i think ultimately when they decided to go the palpatine direction is probably when this left turn left um this apprentice out because I, I would guess with this timeline from when this leaked this would have been the Trevorrow the Colin Trevorrow version of the film um, mm. which when we've had a whole series of leaks and other stuff we haven't really talked about it on the show just because to me it's a little it's a little pointless to talk about this the Star Wars that isn't <laughs> I like talking about the Star Wars that is but what I do like uh, I, I do find it interesting to see what Snoke's role is now that through the rise of Skywalker, we see how he was a essentially puppet of Palpatine. And that makes sense to me in hindsight, but I, you know, since that wasn't really the direction they were going at the time, I'd be interested to see some extraneous material that maybe ties that, those loose threads together more and creates more of a through line from the force awakens to uh, the last Jedi to the rise of Skywalker in the, in the Palpatine thread. And I, I really do think we're going to get more of that through official publishing um, in the future. I don't think they're 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 quite done with that. Um, but yeah, I yeah I, I would agree with that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we will we'll we'll see. Thanks for the email, Ian, and I appreciate it. But um, on that note, folks, we're gonna have to uh, call this episode of the Star Wars Report podcast in the can. Um, Mark, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet and uh, what you guys are up to at Tops and uh, how to keep up with uh, your thoughts on the world of Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on, as always. Even in a time when it's just a TV show running, um, there's still a million things going on. Mm. Uh, So follow at Tops, um, T-O-P-P-S, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the same handle on all the big three. Um, And for everything on Star Wars Authentics, you can go to StarWarsAuthentics.com. We've got official photos. We've got autographs from the cast. And if you're looking for a particular image or if you'd like us to do autographs from a specific person, you can send an email to the customer service email address there and we'll answer your request. Um, And you can follow me on Twitter at Darth Von Olin. Nice. And I'll I'll send you the spelling because no one will get it right. Yeah, we'll have the links. It'll be super easy, right? In your podcast app, look at the notes. We'll have links to all the stuff we've been talking about, including you guys. And hey, um, it's a great time to plug it. Uh, You guys... You guys got any things in the in the works in terms of um, Star Wars? Like maybe a maybe a Star Wars celebration? Like maybe a I don't know, maybe something oh, going yeah, on in Anaheim? A, <laughs> just a giant convention happening in yeah. about five months. Yeah, um, no, no big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think w- what I want everyone to know at the moment is we we are still five months away. 
Um, and any official news coming out about Celebration will break from Disney. So uh, you can follow at Star Wars on all of their social channels. And m- most likely, like, they'll break the news on, like, the Star Wars show, um, mm. you know, which is what we did last year. So yeah. uh, I believe they're launching every Wednesday. The format's changed ever so slightly, but the same idea that they'll reveal talent that way. So what you won't find are actors saying they're attending celebration <laughs> on their own personal Instagrams. I've gotten fair. a lot of questions about that. That's fair. And I was like, I'll tell you right now, I have not booked him or know who he is or any of that kind of stuff. So if anyone is saying they're attending, maybe they're showing up with like a booth or something else. But uh, the official autograph hall, those guests uh, for autographing and photo ops um, will be announced by Disney proper. Mm-hmm. And then Tops will retweet and everything. But look for official news from Disney. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And I, 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 I hope that we get some great news from what you I can't wait to hear what you guys are up to there. Um, I'm planning on being there, which I'm excited. I wasn't able to make the last celebration. So there's going to be, I think there's going to be some cool stuff. I, we've got some, you know, listen, we too here at the Star Wars Report are working on some uh, plans in the background for shows, meetups, and, uh, you know, uh, possible panels. You never know. You never know. It's, it's all in that. You're Excellent. right, Mark. It's, it's in that working planning behind the scenes phase, which, you know, that's just how the yeah, stuff goes. We but. can't tell you anything yet because things change too much also. That's, that's true. Um, but with that in mind, knowing you're attending and we didn't get to see you last year, but this year um, we'll make sure we set some time aside for me to do some media. Yeah. So whether it's like recording something ahead of time or behind the scenes, like before the show opens or doing um, sort of a live broadcast at some point, we'll carve out some space for the Star Wars report for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. We will keep in touch with you, especially in the lead up to the show. I'm sure we'll have you back to talk about all the stuff you guys have going on, all the people you guys are going to be bringing out there. I'm sure you guys have are going to line up some amazing guests. You always do. So, Mark, thanks for coming on the Star Wars report. Thank you. Yeah, great seeing you, and congratulations. Good luck with the nuptials and everything. Very Thank excited you. for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm super I'm super excited. Um, can't wait. It's you know it's crazy, overwhelming, awesome, exciting, crazy, <laughs> good good times. Yep, all happening. that good stuff. Um, yep. Hey, uh, you can follow us as well. It's just at Star Wars Report across social media. Super easy to find us. Uh, I am at the Riley Guy, R I L E Y, and you can find me uh, on Twitter, Instagram. I've actually been tweeting a lot more in recent recent days. I don't know what's come over me, but you know, I'm having a good time at the Riley Guy on Twitter. Um, you know, actually, I tweeted just from the Star Wars Report handle earlier today, just for fun, a picture I saw of the um, original VHS uh, box set, uh, and just like, hey, who had this? I've never. I think that might be one of our most popular tweets ever. It's not like any big breaking news or anything. <laughs> so, so many of you guys have jumped in to uh, the tell the stories, oh, posting pictures of their sets that they still have. Uh, just some nostalgia there. So we're having fun. It's just at Star Wars Report. You can follow along, and of course. The email is starwarsreport at gmail.com. Don't forget, email us uh, your favorite Baby Yoda moment, subject line, Baby Yoda Tops, and uh, we'll enter you in that contest, and uh, you can expect your own Baby Yoda merchandise. Listen, it's hard to come by, so uh, get excited. Get hyped. (laughs) Um, Until next time, guys, thanks so much for listening to the Star Wars Report. We appreciate all of you guys who support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash starwarsreport. But I'm just going to say, may the Force be with you. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast.
I would say this um, this dude, Mark uh, Samuel Ooh. Kim, does these incredible renditions of John Williams music. And so this is like, he took that little tiny excerpt where he did a Kylo Ren's theme, but in like a major key for Ben Solo, and did this like whole song Ooh. out of it. It's, it's crazy. I'm just, all right. Li- oh, wow. Listen, listen to what he does. Throwing a little ray there. No, I'm. Uh, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty crazy. Man, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm so glad I got to talk to you. Yeah, good times. No, look at that. Look at us. We're.